0: Welcome to Teachings in the Air. air, air. Welcome to Teachings in the Air Podcast with Jerry Oldman to you from Hunkamienum territory, the podcast series about Indigenous men's health and wellness. We aim to inspire, motivate, and empower Indigenous men to be sound. Hello. This is Jerry Oldman, coming to you from Hunkamenum Territory, coming to you with another session on Teachings in the Air. Today's session is called Nklakman, which in my dialect means Our Way of Life. And our way of life was a wellness way of life that we were taught this wellness way of life, that we lived a wellness way of life, that this way of life was in direct relationship to our health. And the word health is referring to soundness, being sound, being solid, being strong in our mind, our body, and our spirit. And that's an, a holistic way of life. That's where everything is taken care of about our, our, our being, what we were born to be. That with our mind, that we're raised in a way where we have a clear mind. And we with this clear mind, we make decisions about how we're going to live and what we're going to do. With a clear mind, those decisions are decisions that help us to be an active participant in our family, in our community, and with the Mother Earth. When we have a clear mind, we're careful and sincere with our words when we speak to each other. And, and to ourselves as well, because we do talk to ourselves. So we're careful what we say. We do not use words that will be destructive or that are hurtful. So we will not beat ourselves up by calling ourselves stupid or a loser or others. We will not call them that too. And we are sincere when we speak and people believe us when we speak. Because we're sincere, we mean what we're saying. So when we're saying, I will be there, at this time, we're there. That's being sincere. And, of course, as an indigenous way, I believe one of our special qualities about us is that we were very respectful to each other and to ourselves, we had this respect. And we were taught that the highest form of respect is to listen when someone speaks to you. Listen with everything you have. You don't be making up your mind already, oh, that person is wrong, or, you know, be having this conversation in your head while they're talking, no, you just listen. I know it's tough to learn that, but it can be done. And sometimes I marvel at the times before contact that they were doing this 24-7. Being sincere, being careful, and being respectful. When we live this way, we learn and grow as a healthy individual, and we have healthy families. We become active participants in our family and our community. We go out and we join people in celebrations. We join people in every event that's happening and we offer our support. That's a wellness way of living. It bonds us together. We become one. We're living the teachings about being one, about being living a wellness way of life. In this way of life, we understand that every day we wake up, we can change our mind. That we can start to say goodbye to negativity. That we can let this go. So the goal of this Podcast is to create an understanding that it's up to us to look for ways to be healthy, to actively go out and look for ways to help develop our mind, find positive teachers that will teach us, that lay teachings at our feet. And we'll absorb them into our mind, then we'll start to live them. When we absorb teachings, they become part of us, and we live that way. Some I've known, myself included, sometimes I'd listen to teachings, but I wouldn't absorb it, so I didn't live that way. When we're sound in our body, we, we have endurance to enjoy life. That we can go out and pick berries all day long for a week, and feel good while we're doing it or harvesting salmon from the ocean or the rivers or the lakes that we can do these things if we take care of our body and we feel good while we're doing it it's not about being athletic there's nothing wrong with being athletic but to have a sound body is when we strengthen our muscles so we have strength and endurance so we can enjoy day-to-day life and we're not fatigued. Of course, we will get fatigued if we go t- too far or too long and not rest, but I'm talking about this quality of life with your body. When you take care of it, that you can do all kinds of activities. Then the, the spirit what holds our body together, you know, that is there, and without it, we wouldn't have this life. And we have that spirit within us, and it's holding our body together. And when that spirit is strong, we have this relentless will to live. It doesn't matter the temperature outside if it's 50 below and it's freezing or it's 30 and it's hot we still want to live or if it's raining every day for weeks on end our spirit is good we still want to live and we move through it we accept it and when our spirit is good and it's taken care of we want to be successful at everything we do, right from the chores, doing dishes, sweeping the floor, doing the laundry, preparing the food, washing the dishes, doing all of those things. We want to be successful at it. And if we're taught to be successful, and then we actually enjoy those little chores. Because we're doing it for others too, not only for ourselves. So we want to be successful at that, then we can be successful students. We can be successful siblings, brothers and sisters, a spouse, a friend, an employee, an employer. When we we work at being successful at those, of course our life is going to be successful and uh, you know the other indicator of the good spirit or the healthy spirit or the strong spirit is that you are kind you're kind to yourself and you're kind to others and this is one of the obvious ones people can see it in your eyes they can see it just when you're coming that you have this good spirit And they want to be with you, they trust you. And they want to enjoy activities with you. And they appreciate it when you you come when they're having a problem. Because they know you have a good spirit. The elders could see in our eyes how our spirit was. And they would encourage us to put down anger or fear. Or depression. To work it out. To deal with it. Because they're saying that everyone can feel it. We share that with everyone. So that we must. Take care of the spirit. So that's what. Wellness way of life is. It's a good way. So. Now, of course, I come to the part and I decided that when I'm going to talk about this part, I'm going to talk about Jerry, about my wellness. When I was a, a baby, I had wellness because of the love of my mother and the others in the family. I had, a good, I had good parents, good family when I was little. They carried me, they took care of me, they fed me, they nourished me. They did not strike me. And it was a good way. And then Jerry encountered school. And I I think of it, you know, it's it's an oxymoron because I'm going to education place to get knowledge to be nourished with knowledge from the teachers but i went there and i encountered a new way of life a new way that i was totally uncomfortable with where you're struck if you make a mistake i was slapped across the face i didn't know how many times in my life in school because i made mistakes of course that affected my mind it brought stress to me about making mistakes. I became what they call a perfectionist, which meant that I'm not going to do anything unless it's perfect. So, of course, there's a lot of things I did not do in life. And I look back now, I wished I had the wellness then to do it. You know, those activities. But my mind was not sound, it was not clear, you know, I had this doubt in me about my abilities, about not being good enough, about me- fear of making mistakes. And I continued, you know, in my education experience. A day school and a residential school. So my mind was not well. And when one thing goes, you know, the other things are going to follow, and like my body, and I was in school, it was, you know, I was pretty athletic, playing soccer, basketball, fastball, running. My body was basically, I, when I look back, was good. We were hungry. You know, the food at the residential school wasn't good, but we were active. So we did have muscle, muscles in us. We were quite active, in fact, We've, we, I think, res- in residential school, the sports was part of our way of dealing with what is going on there. And of course, you know, the harm that happened to me there, you know, started to impact me, my wellness in my life when I left the residential school. You know, I'd, I'd lost track of who Jerry is, the real Jerry. And I wasn't going out looking. Remember being well, the wellness way of life. That means you actively go out and look for positive things in your life to help you with your life, to help you with your mind, your body, and your spirit. I did not do that. I turned to alcohol and to drugs. Wasn't careful what I ate. Wasn't exercising regularly. And that, that was having an impact on my relationships and my community with my family. So that was, a, you know, that wellness lifestyle was was gone for Jerry. You know, so those are the, you know, when you're living like this and your mind is not clear and you are got hurts that you're carrying around from the past, you're not really there. I wasn't there. My physically I'm there, you know, but my mind has shut down and my spirit is weakened and to the point of where I don't want to live or I don't want to be successful. I still had some kindness, but not not, not anywhere near when I became a wellness way of life so I I was I feel like oh, the way many people were after we left that residential school and plus you know the reality too for all of us that we experienced racism in this country with their policies and their laws and the discrimination and it, and, it, and it plays havoc on our wellness how we think We're defensive when we go out in public. Or we're angry. Or we're fearful. You know, so the... You know, and I look back at this, I picked up this whole feeling of not being good enough and not caring. And it was heavy. So I I went through that way of life And I said, I never would. But I did. I became a drunk and an alcohol, you know, done drugs and things. So my wellness, as you can see, was not there. There was no pursuit. I wasn't out looking for ways. So that's what happened in a nutshell. I don't have to go into it deep or anything, but I just want you to know Jerry was unwell then. And that's where it come from. You don't have to know the details. I think the most important part of this is my now to tell you how I got back on the wellness way of life. Because I left it 14 years, you know, I'm drinking, doing drugs, you know, and then, okay, what happened? And I think this is critical Because it could be an example for you for what's possible for you and your wellness plan. Because we do need a wellness plan, you know, to get through this. And how did I get back on that wellness way of life? Well, first off, you know, I was getting pretty sick and tired and depressed about the way I was. I guess you can see I hit the bottom, and there's nowhere else to go when you hit the bottom but up. So I started by being with people. I started to go with people, you know, that were uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. I started to hang out with people that had changed. I still was hanging back. I wasn't coming out and being accountable and say, hey, Jerry's an alcoholic, you know. I wasn't doing that then. But eventually I got there. And I remember when I did admit that my life had become unmanageable because of alcohol. It's like this huge weight lifted off my shoulder. It's taken a lot of energy for me to hide that, in the sense I was lying. So once it was gone, it's just like I'm walking on air. Hey, I'm an alcoholic, and that means I cannot drink. It's not good for me to drink alcohol, so I stopped. And, uh, you know, that was good. That's a reason to celebrate. It, and then, I now I need to start to learn to deal with reality, which I was running away from by drinking. Now this is a test for Jerry. Okay, now this wellness thing is moving another step where I need to to start to deal with the things that are in me that stop me from living a wellness way of life. So of course, I turned, being indigenous, I turned to indigenous ways. First off, to find strength, not to do the drugs or the alcohol. So I started to make commitments to myself And that's an important part for every human being to have commitments about how they want to live. And when I made that commitment, I don't want alcohol in my life anymore. And then, in a way, it it guided me to find other ways to feel good about life, to feel good about Jerry. And I started to feel that by being involved with people, other human beings. I joined a drum group. We're starting to learn to sing songs. And I can remember my shyness and my reluctance at the beginning. But I stayed there and I started to learn songs and, it, and I could feel it working in me. This music that I'm sharing with people. With people that are singing and drumming. And also the ones that are listening. And I could feel it. And it was such a powerful feeling of goodness. Goodness sharing the space with these other people that were doing the same activity started to keep me on this wellness path. I still had things to deal with. I still had healing to go through, but now I had a way to maintain, to have a maintenance program. I'd go join these guys, you know, and as soon as I start singing, these guys and gals, as soon as I start chanting with them, you know, it seems like the troubles of my life just sort to of go away. I can remember that with the first two or three glasses of beer, I felt the same way. Oh, my, yeah, this world's good, man, you know. But then I found a way where just using my voice and being with people that were the same was very effective and felt good and I, it felt better. So I continued to do it. And then I get introduced to the ceremonial part of Indigenous Way, and that really kept me on the wellness road. That that was a powerful impact, to go there and to feel in ceremony, to be allowed to feel and to release in ceremony was powerful for me. To look at myself and to embrace myself and to do what they were saying. Free yourself, they were saying. Put down that negativity. You know, help people. It's part of your healing. And that ceremony became so beautiful for me. Because I, you know, at the very beginning, I'm gonna admit to you, it wasn't easy. I didn't, I was afraid to go to the ceremony because I had never been, that I'd make mistakes. That people would laugh at me, but that wasn't their way. Their way was the wellness way. And they were encouraging, they were patient, and above all, they were kind to me. So I, start, I kept going to these ceremonies. I'll call them maintenance ceremonies now for the purpose of this podcast means it kept me on a straight and narrow, what people call narrow, (laughs) you know. And I realized it's broad, actually. It's a broad road, this healing road, this wellness road. So I got on that road. I'm going to ceremonies. I'm doing what the elders teach us, you know, about medicines, and it's just, it's wonderful. But there were things that still, I still needed to work on, to feel totally good about Jerry. And I, at the beginning there, I didn't go looking for it. It was, because remember, wellness means you're actively pursuing ways to be healthy, to have a good mind, body, and spirit. So I wasn't totally on the wellness path yet. I still had fear and anxiety about dealing some of my personal stuff. But I met a healer that put me through a ceremony, and it's a no-talk ceremony, and she could see that I was wasting away. She said my energy was shooting up straight from my head and that I must be tired and I was fatigued. Every day I felt tired and more tired as each day went by. It was sort of a weird feeling because there wasn't a real big depression with it or anything, you know. It was just, it was happening and I was tired. And that tiredness was getting depressing. I said, oh my gosh, I'm tired. I like, got keep quiet and I go to sleep. Or I just feel fatigued. And then the healer told me that my abusers were still in me and I must get rid of them. So she put me through this ceremony where I cast them off and I can remember screaming and throwing these people away. And it worked. I was standing there weeping with relief and there was a weight off my shoulders and they weren't there anymore. It was, and we finished the ceremony and um, she says, oh, Good, you've done it. And she left, no debrief or anything, you know, just done. And that's the amazing part about some of these no-talk therapies with indigenous practitioners. They sense and they know when you're sincerely done your work. That was a turning point on Jerry's wellness way of life because I did not have nightmares after that ceremony. I had the same nightmare over and over again you know, ever since I left a residential school. Now those nightmares were gone. Now I have a good sleep. So, you know, the ceremonies and rituals, what they call healing, do work. So if you're having some problems, you know, that other people can't seem to help, I encourage you to go look for a a practitioner indigenous. And perhaps they can put you through ceremonies to help you. I know that some of the ceremonies I've been to, I I keep repeating over and over and over again. And it helps me to stay on the wellness road. And also, you know, it helps me to problem solve problems that I encounter in my life. Because as human beings, problems is a a way of life too, you know, we're going to encounter them. We'll disagree with somebody, they disagree with us, and there's a problem. But how do we work through that? You know, and we, we go through grief and loss, you know, and we need to deal with that too. Not have any unfinished business in our lives. So I went through a ceremony and ritual, and I still today do that and it's helping me stay on the wellness way of life and to enjoy life, to feel good about life. Because there were times when I wasn't living this way that it wasn't that way. You know, I, I did not enjoy life. My life seemed hateful to me. But once I embraced a path of wellness, you know, and consistently done the rituals and the ceremonies and the activities, too. Because when you hand drum with people, you know, and you're just doing social songs, you know, that's part of healing, too, and I started to really enjoy that, getting together with people and sharing music. Going on canoe journeys was a big part of my healing, too, you know, to paddle for 10 hours a day, you know, and to feel that muscle fatigue and that fatigue, and that's real. But to feel that we're doing it together and we're supporting each other was very healing for me. It was very empowering and motivational that I can do this. I can remember the first journey and we're paddling all day. And how fatigued I was. And the skipper talking to us saying, you guys make sure you eat that fish that they are going to give us. Your muscles need the protein. Force yourself to eat, because I know some of you are very tired now. Because your muscles need that protein. So we listen to the skippers and we force ourselves to eat and us that are so fatigued. So the activities... When we join people in positive activities, it's a benefit to your wellness way of life. It keeps us strong. And you can have that day after day. So we need to actively go out and join and participate in positive activities, cultural activities, you know, social activities. Volleyball tournaments, you know, all of the things that happened, participate in it. Join people. Help people. I think one of the powerful events that happened for me on my wellness way of life was to help people. To volunteer to help people. And I started to do that too. You know, I was taught that as a youngster, but I left that behind when I left the wellness way. When I returned to the wellness way, I started doing it again. And, it, and it's been a big part of my healing. Because, and I part of it is I'm paying back people that helped me by helping others. And that's a good way. So those are the, you know, there there's many events that I started to participate in that helped me to be well. Like it, part of my life there, I started running long distance, and I would do that six days a week, I'm out running. I'd have one day off to let my muscles rest. I was doing long distance running, so I learned to run long distance, have the strength and the endurance to cover long distance. And I thought about our people running and how fit they were. So I said, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna run consistently every day, and except take one day off. So I started doing that for a good many years And it was a good part of my wellness way of life. Because I love running. Feel that strain and stress on the legs and when you dehydrate and learn to keep hydrated. I started this. My weight went down, of course, and I felt good about myself. You know, so that was a good activity for me. So there was Ceremony, ritual, running, social activities like hand drumming, you know, were part of my, I guess you could say my new way of life. And I continue that today and it works for me. I want to be a positive being on this planet and I enjoy being with positive people and I know that's where we come from. That's why we even have the word in Clackman, which means our way of life. That's our way. So what's our way? Our way is to be respectful, to be patient, to be generous, to, you know, share knowledge, look for knowledge. That's our way of life. You know, to have a good mind, That means people can trust us because we do what we say we're going to do. That's a good way of life, and that's being indigenous. So we come from an indigenous way of life. So I encourage you all out there to look at this and to think about it and make a commitment to living this indigenous way of life, our way of life, which was a wellness way of life. That's what my challenge is today that we all think of this because it's available to us. It's there. We just make the commitment and we start finding people that are positive, listening to people that are positive and have good teachings to teach us how to solve problems, how to live, you know, how to do activities. Find those people then we can find healers for our body. If there's something happening with our skin, our muscles, or something, find a healer for your body. And sometimes it's Western medicine. They got good medicine, too. You know, or a massage therapist, or a physiotherapist. If there's something going wrong with your body, you find a way to repair that if it's going through harm. And if it's not going through harm, find a way to strengthen it. That's good for you. It doesn't have to be all running or weightlifting or anything like that. There's all kinds of activities that will help your body to be strong and to have endurance. It doesn't have to be yoga. I do some yoga poses, and I tell tell you they're good for me. They keep my hips and my IT bands and things stretched out so I can still sit cross-legged on the floor for quite a while, you know, and enjoy that, you know, so my point is, you know, to actively look for something that feels good for you, feels comfortable to take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. And once you do that, and once you make that commitment, it means all your words, thoughts, and actions are going to support that that I want to be well, I want to have a strong mind, I want to have a strong body, and I want to have a strong spirit. You make that commitment, and you look for teachers, and then the ones that are watching you, the children, are going to follow you into this wellness way of life, because children are naturally copycats. That's the way we were when we were young, you know, so I know that's true. So now we're going to get them to follow us on this wellness journey to find ways to maintain our mind, body, and spirit 24-7. So that's what today's podcast was about, and I've been wanting to give this message about wellness and what it means to be healthy. And what healing means, it means you become pure as a time before you were hurt. And we're hurt by many things. Sometimes it's just bad food. You know, too much salt, sugar, white flour. That's hurtful to us. Too much negative talk. That's hurtful to us. You know, and... uh, So you go out and look this wellness way of life it's out there this road, you know this this can become a healing journey so you go find a way you know don't give up and remember we all come from beautiful people a beautiful way of life and it was about wellness And our people understood that prevention is the best medicine. Stop it before it happens. Train people to live a wellness way of life so they won't become sickly. They won't have low self-esteem. They'll have an understanding of what healthy means and know how to deal with problems that come up. So that's what I'd like to share with you today. And just remember, every day that we wake up, we can change our mind. You know, for the better. Jerry woke up one day and said, no more drinking alcohol. Woke up another day, no more drugs. I woke up another day, no more swearing. You know, and and I just kept changing. And I understand everything is in constant change. That's what the elders say. Everything's changing. Like me, my body's getting older. You know, and to go with that and flow and accept it, try not to fight it. That change is happening all the time. And to go with it, to accept it, and to keep moving, though. Don't let it, you know, like the reality of me getting old, for instance, I'm going to be 70 pretty soon, you know, is I don't fight that. When I first got to be 60, I used to fight being an elder. You know, oh, no, I'm not an elder, you know, even though my body wasn't as strong as it used to be. You know, so all of this will help. All of what I've been talking about when it comes to dealing with wellness and finding wellness you know, Looking for it, for your mind, your body, and your spirit is going to benefit you in the long run. And your family, too. So this is well worth something to think about. So I'm planting those seeds, and I'm wanting you to be on a healing journey and to have understanding what it means to be healthy, to be sound, so you, too, can enjoy those simple pleasures of a sunrise and a sunset, of laughing children, you know, of crying together, celebrating together. All of these things that I feel, believe we've done consistently before, contact, that we were doing these things. It was part of our life. It was a way of life, and we were taught that. So let's let's embrace it, and let's teach our children that the wellness way of life is a good life. It's the way. And that when we do this, we will eliminate and eradicate lateral violence. We will not hurt each other anymore. Unnecessarily, you know, because it's happening. We attack, the people are attacking each other. You know what, we must stop this. We must for our children's sake and for our our uh, ones that are coming behind us that we don't even know yet. Let's go back home and let's be well so that our, our ones that are following us will be well because we'll leave a trail for them to follow. And let's do that. Let's live our way of life, which was a wellness way of life as indigenous people. So I want to thank you for listening today and i running out of thoughts here to tell you about wellness, but I've been wanting to give this message. And I wanted to use myself as an example, you know, about my sobriety and how I thought about myself and what got me out of that. Because I, I, I believe that, you know, I was taught and encouraged to go to a wellness way of life. And that a lot of the work was on me, that no one can do it for me. That I was the one that had to reach out for help, to admit I need help, to look for help, not to give up, but to go out, you know, to allow myself to be vulnerable and to say, hey, I'm weak now, I need help, you know, I'm suffering. And that was a good day in my life when I'd done that, when I could reach out and allow myself to be vulnerable and to admit I'm in trouble and I don't know what to do. And people would put me through a ceremony and after the ceremony's done, I'm a changed man. You know, that's what I wanted to share today was that, you know, how I got off that wellness way of life and how I got onto it again. Because that's showing away. And part of that way was, a big part of it was me accepting that there's something wrong and that I, accepting that it's okay to ask for help, to look for help. So that was my goal today, to create understanding that it's up to us to look for ways to be healthy. And once we find that, to share it with others and support others, that are looking to, you know, so that it becomes a chain that goes on and on and on and on. We share it with each other. We help each other, because that's our way. We become active participants in life. We become active participants in each other's life in a positive way. Not about the love of power, but it's about the power of love. That's what it's about. And we're in love with power. We try to control people. We, you know, we get to be impatient with people. We have control issues and all of that stuff. And we want power. And when we fall in love with it, we'll do anything to keep it. But our way is to is about the power of love, which is to re- make commitments to people, to make commitments to ourselves, and to live that way. But goodness, but health, but wellness that's our way that's yes, that's what the the power of love is about versus a love of power. The love of power is causing damage now for a lot of people, so let's go home together to living the power of love again, of making commitments and keeping them, commitments to ourself, to each other and to the earth, that we shall not do harm, do everything in our power not to do harm but to help and to encourage and to live a wellness way of life. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I'm looking forward to sharing with you in the future. Thank you.